listening to True G Radio. Turn up that dial. Welcome to Faith Radio with your host, Dr. Daniel Merrick. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. But that's the translation, but that's wrong. The Lord is not the translation. It is uh, Yahweh or Yahweh. So that's his name. He who causes to be. In other words, that's, that's God's name. So get your Bible and get ready to study the word of Almighty Yahweh with Dr. Dan. That's his name. It isn't Lord. Who has believed their message? And now, Dr. Dan. Welcome to Faith Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Merrick. We're proud and happy that you are one of our friends that tune us in on a weekly basis and remember to share this program with your friends because faith radio is a good inspirational program i'm inspired myself just by preaching on faith radio so if you're got a friend or you got there on the social networks please share us with your friends family and let them know where we're at at yahbible.org you can go down to the middle to bottom of the page, and Faith Radio will renew on the player on our website at yahbible.org or thinkyah.org every week. This week I wanted to talk about the upcoming Feast of Pashach, Passover, which is about to happen. And so uh, uh, if you're keeping by the blank sky that the uh, Orthodox Jewish religion does, then Passover would be on Saturday at sundown. If you're keeping by the sighted moon, Passover would begin Sunday, this 28th of March uh, at sundown. And if you're keeping by another schedule, then I guess you have another schedule that you're keeping by. But I am going by the sighted moon and the agriculturally correct, the biblically correct, and the uh, commanded calendar from Leviticus chapter 23 in the month of Abib, we are to count 14 days from the new moon at the sighted observed crescent moon, and then we are to keep the Passover on the 14th at sundown, uh, according to the sighted moon, which would be on Sunday the 28th. So we will be having a Passover meal and uh sitting down and remembering Yahshua's Memorial Supper. Now, there's been a lot of discussion out there by different people on Passover, and if Passover is actually fulfilled in in totality uh, by the coming of Yahshua Messiah to be our sacrificed lamb, whose blood for the remission of sins was poured out, when he died on the stake and three 24-hour days later at the end of Shabbat rose from the grave in the year 31 AD as we've accounted for uh, because when we look back in the calendar dating system which is linked at our website at yahbible.org is our website which is our social network and fellowship online yahspace.org 
You can go there into the blogs, and there are blogs. Look up uh, Passover or um, the date that Yahshua was crucified, or you can go to my my uh, blog there and look for Daniel Merrick's blog, and you'll see in the listing over the years, we've posted several blogs on when Herod actually died and his son Herod took over was uh, about the time of 3 BC. So Yahshua had to be born before Herod died because the angel came. And uh, when we look at it and when it happened from 3 BC to 1 BC, the dates line up that he was actually born in 3 BC and then fled to Egypt just before the death of Herod. And then a few months afterwards, Herod died and the new Herod took over. And then Yahshua and his mother and father could bring him back. His earthly father could bring him back from exile in Egypt. To fulfill the prophecy as the prophets foretold, out of Egypt I have called my son. And therefore the prophecy was fulfilled because the angels came to the wise men, or the magistrates actually, and said to them that uh, they should depart another way after they found the young lad at his home, uh, nearly two years old. And then Herod had all the children killed who were two years old and younger, as it's recorded in the Gospels. So when we reason out the scriptures and truth, we see that his birth will line up with 33 or 3 BC, and that the 33 AD date, which is the official Roman Catholic Church and the official Christian view of when he, cruci- when he was crucified, was actually incorrect. It was a couple years off because it was 31 AD. And uh, being born in 3 BC, you count 30 years according to the Torah commandment, he had to be 30 years old to have service in the temple. So everyone who was a rabbi, who was a high priest, who served in the temple, who was a prophet, they didn't begin their ministries until they were 30 years old because the Torah said a man of 30 years or older shall begin his ministry and then it would continue until 50 years old and then they would no longer have active service in the temple or in the synagogue uh, at 50 years and older. Uh, they would be retired. So there was a normal 20 years, just 20 years of service. Uh, similar to what we have in the U.S. military, you get 20 years of service and then you can retire. Uh, well, in service to Yah, according to Torah law, you had to be 30 years old to go into service. And then, uh, uh, of course, you had to be learned, uh, which meant that you basically would go to school for and receive uh, what we call a doctorate degree in today's standards. And we know this to be true because even when we read in the scriptures, it talks about Gamil being a doctor of the law, even though he didn't go to, you know, Oxford or, or one of those universities. His doctorate was by the recognition of the elders of Israel that's, uh, that he had a reputation in being equivalent to a doctor in the law, what we would consider in the standards today. Uh, and then we see, you know, in Acts, uh, the disciples, the uh, Talmudim are told, do not preach anymore in this name. And then they let them go. And then 
they came back and brought him back into the court. And you can see it in the book of Acts in the fifth chapter. You see, they said, didn't we tell you guys not to preach anymore in the name of Yahshua Messiah? And uh, they said, well, should we obey Yahuwah God or should we obey men? <laughs> and uh, then it says Gamil, who was on the high priestly council there, the, the, the rabbi, rabbinical council that was then existent, it said he was a doctor. And he said, now be careful when you touch these guys. Don't touch them. Don't beat them up. You know, don't kill them because uh, you might be resisting the Almighty in the Almighty's uh, work that's being done in them. And so even the, the doctor of the law at the time, Gamil, and uh, the scripture elsewhere says that even Paul or Saul uh, studied at the feet of Gamil. Uh, he studied under the, under the law and under the uh, doctorship of Gamil. Uh, when Gamil uh, said this, though, he was being led by the Roach to warn the other priests that because they had planned, they wanted to kill him because they were teaching and preaching in the name of Yahshua. And it says right there, that uh, says that Peter and the, and the apostles said to him, he said, listen, this same Yahshua that you crucified, his blood was for the forgiveness of sins and fulfilled the prophecies. And we ought to obey Yah and speak in Yah's name rather than obey men and speak in the name of men and not teach in the name of Yahshua, who was the Messiah. And we go back to Zechariah in uh, Zechariah 6, verse 12. It says very clearly that Joshua in the King James, it says, is the name of the Messiah, or and it's Yahshua in the Hebrew, which is in different forms, just like my name is Dan, it's Daniel, it's Danny, it's uh, Dania in the Hebrew, uh, so we have shorter forms and longer forms of the name. So Yahshua was also called Yahushua in the formal uh, phrase. Yahshua, Yasha, and Yahusha. These were, uh, and as a child's name, the same name for Joshua is Yashi or Yasha. So uh, his Talmudim knew him and they called him Yahusha or Yasha uh, for short. And so when we see this, that we're coming up on the Passover and that the Passover is foretold in the second chapter of Colossians, it says the feast days and the Sabbath days and the eating and drinking thereof of the meat that we take on those days and the food that we take on those days, that we shouldn't allow anyone to judge us in keeping these sacred set-apart feast days because they are a shadow of things to come. So when we look at the first of the feast, the feast of Passover, and we see that the feast of Passover is also a shadow of things to come. We had the Passover, which was the plagues being poured out, and the uh, Passover lamb being sacrificed and the blood putting on the doorposts in the shape of the letter Hey for Yud Hey, Ua Hey, Yud Hey's name. So the Hey was the blood over the doorpost, literally wrote the letter Hey right over it because um, those houses would be passed over by the angel of death in Egypt when the first Exodus and Passover happened. And so 
Then we see the second Passover in 31, Yahshua poured his blood out. It dripped through the rock down to the Ark of the Covenant that was hidden in Zechariah's cave, and it sprinkled his blood on the side of the Ark of the Covenant to remission of sins for the nation and for all those who would call on the name of Yahshua and Yahuwah for salvation. Now, we look at the time that's coming upon mankind, the Great Tribulation, the Greater Exodus, as Brother David Matthews has been preaching about on Shabbat, or a series about the plagues of the Greater Exodus. And this uh, teaching is a very good teaching. You should go over to uh, um, the website, and there's links at yaspace.org to get over to Dave's website and study those teachings. It's very good because he's speaking of the Passover to come as a shadow of things to come that is going to happen. Now, uh, it only makes sense that the multiple fulfillments of Passover would happen in this way and that we would see the foreshadowing of things to come in the Pashach and in the Passover in the Great Tribulation, that these plagues and such would be uh, types of things that might happen in the future when there is a wilderness experience that we are called to, go to, to be delivered from the Great Tribulation period. All right, we're going to come right back after these messages, and we're going to talk more about the wilderness experience and the being called out from Babylon mystery religion that is related to Passover. You can reach Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan. and become his friend on MySpace at MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. D-A-N-I-E-L-W-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. And don't forget to join his free social network at Yaz Space, Y A H S Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Hey, you can tweet me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. When I was in the Army, we learned about what EMP is electromagnetic pulses. They can come from solar flares, lightning strikes, and even nuclear war. When a nuclear bomb goes off over a country, an electromagnetic pulse is sent out, and all electronic equipment is shut down. A few years ago, my house was struck and the power lines outside with electricity. It sent an electromagnetic pulse EMP into my home, and over $20,000 of my electronic equipment was destroyed. I wish back then I knew about EMP Shield. EMP Shield is a simple little device you can install in your car, in your breaker boxes, in your solar generating equipment that will protect you from an electromagnetic pulse that comes from lightning strikes, solar flares, or nuclear explosions. EMP Shield is what I have in my house now to prevent me from having a loss like I did over $20,000 of electronic equipment. Simply go to yahbible.org and click on the link that says EMP Shield at the bottom of the page. When you do, 
a, pro, a part of the proceeds of your purchases of EMP Shield for your car, home, and electronic equipment will go to Faith Radio Charity for use in our ministry. Thank you, EMP Shield, for being our sponsors, and thank you, our listeners, for getting EMP Shield protection in your home and car. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. And it shall be at that day, saith Yah, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shalt call me no more Be'ali. For I will take away the names of Be'alim out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. Then they that feared Yah spake often one to another, and Yah hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared Yah and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith Yah of hosts. The Yah Bible, available at Amazon.com, your favorite bookstore, or www.thinkyah.com. in chapter 3 verse 10 that it says clearly that because you kept my word and my name that I will keep you from the tribulation to come the time of trial that will come upon the whole earth so when we look at this uh, fulfillment of Passover to come we look in revelations and we see that the woman which represents the body of Mashiach is sent to the wilderness and preserved in a place that is set apart by Yah, prepared by him for us during this great tribulation period. We see this also reflected in the scriptures when we read where it says that the woman flees to the wilderness in a place prepared of Yah to be kept away from the rest of the world. And then we also see in Revelations 2, it talks about the woman Jezebel and how the people uh, who are with her, Jezebel, which is also Revelation 17 and 18, Babylon mystery religion, that are thrown into great tribulation because they did not repent of their sins. They did not separate themselves when they were called out. Revelations 2.22, Behold, I will cast her into bed, and them that commit adultery with her into the great tribulation, except if they repent of their deeds. So, when we see this Babylon mystery religion, and how she, the great whore of religion, the great prostitute of religion, Revelation 17, Babylon mystery religion, the mother of all harlots, or false worship, which is like harlotry and that you're cheating on your husband, you're cheating on Yahuwah and Yahshua by following after idolatry and false doctrines and teachings. And so we look at this third fulfillment to come of Pashach, of Passover, when the plagues like they were in Egypt are poured out on the rest of the world, but there's a place prepared in the wilderness that the bride of Mashiach the virgin bride, 
those who are not stained their garments with the sins of idolatry and false worship and false doctrine are separated out. So there is a greater exodus coming when those who are called and anointed and filled with the Ruach HaKodesh Yah are called out of society, are called out of all the world's religions, like it says Revelation 18, come out of Babylon, my people. They come out of Babylon completely, and they go to a wilderness experience during the Great Tribulation, which keeps them from the temptations of the world and the temptations that fall on those that did not repent, who are going to receive of the plagues. Now, why did the plagues come on the earth? It says very clearly, it says, because they repented not of their blasphemies, they repented not of their idolatry, they repented not of their fornications, they repented not of their drug addictions, they repented not of their alcoholism, they didn't repent, and they didn't turn away from the world and the ways of the world and the idolatry, and turn toward Yahshua Messiah, calling on his name. So that's why it's so important for us who believe and look forward to the Pashach to come, the Passover to come, that we preach in the name of Yahshua Messiah, Yahusha our Savior. We preach in the name of Yah Almighty, Yahuwah or Yahweh, depending on what you have studied out and believe. I believe that there is a Hashem Halakha that all believers must follow. In other words, there's a set way of learning that that truth which you know to be the truth, the most pertinent truth as it applies by the Ruach HaKodesh in your life, that's what you follow by the name of Hashem, or uh, which means the name. Yah, yad heh yad heh vav in the modern Hebrew, the four sacred letters, and the name of Messiah Yahshua. Now, there are many that are still in Babylon calling on the name of uh, J-E-S-U-S, and there's many that are calling the creator of G-O-D or some other name uh, by another religion. But the truth of Yah's name must be impressed on them by the Ruach and the calling and leading. Many people go, oh, well, why do you say so much about the name and how it's important? Well, we go back to Acts and we read, they were told not to preach and teach in the name of Yahshua, and they were beaten for it. And it says very clearly in the scriptures, Messiah himself said, you shall be persecuted for my name's sake. It's the name that gives us salvation, and that's why it's so important that we preach, teach in the correct name, Yahshua HaMashiach, Yahusha HaMashiach, Yahushua, and the proper names of the Savior, if they had properly translated and they were replacing the letter J for the letter Y in Joshua, it would have been Joshua Messiah. And we see this in, in Hebrews chapter 4 when they said, had not Joshua brought in another day, and instead of putting the correct word for Joshua, who was the successor of Moses, the son of Nun, they put in the name J-E-S-U-S and replaced it because they were replacing the name in the 1634 King James Version, and the Roman Catholic Church was in on it because they had sent elders in to de- of the monks and Catholic priests, Jesuits, to infiltrate when King James translated it and influenced them to change the name from Yahshua to, or Joshua, to Jesus, to J-E-S-U-S. So the importance of the name is that you have the correct address when you're trying to get a hold of 
the Almighty when you call on his name for salvation. The name of Yah, we see in Psalm 68, verse 4, Yahuwah, or Yahweh. And then we see Yahushua, Yahshua, Yahsha, Yahusha, Yashi, Yasha. And just the short version, Yah, which is in Strong's Dictionary, H3467, Yahshua, H3467. Um, uh, 3442, Yahshua, and then we see H3050, Yah, which is called the sacred name, which is the original letters, as it was given in Exodus 3.15. When Moses was first sent out by Yah himself, he meets Yah at the burning bush, and he sa- Yah says to him, he says, Hayah Esher Hayah. This is my name forever memorial unto all generations. Tell them that Yahuwah has sent you. Hayah, which means the Yah, Asher is eternal. Hayah, the Yah. Yah eternal is the Yah. Now, the second part of the sacred name, the Vavhei or Yavhei or Uahei, as it's more correctly interpreted uh, by the letters from the original Paleo Hebrew was actually H1961, which is Hayah. So it's Yahayah, or Yahuwah. Is, phonetically, they changed the last part of it. Ua, hey, ah, uh, ua, because they did not go Yahayah, Yah, in, in such an order in, uh, in the ancient Hebrew they use the uahe, yad he uahe, yahuah, to distinguish, which encompassed, embodied in Hebrew, the yahayah asher hayah, which yah's the yah eternally, the yah. So yah almighty, his name is the family name yad he yah, and the son would have the same name yah. Shua, showing salvation is Shua, to call on, literally, it means to call out upon the name of Yah. Yah Shua, we call on the name of Yah. If you read from proper Hebrew, it is right to left, not left to right. It's Yah Shua, to call on Yah. So we call on Yah's name for salvation. So the Pashak is a type of Messiah's covering on us, the same way the blood covered the doorposts in the first exodus when the angel of death came over. So when the plagues are poured out on the earth, they're not going to affect those who are in the wilderness who are not in the houses of men unrepentant that the plagues are poured out on. So, and we see that in Revelation. You can read it. It says, now those that got the mark inside their right arm and forehead, they had a grievous wound and boils broke out on them and they, they had grievous wounds. So if you don't receive the mark, then the plague of the boils is not going to be upon you because you haven't received the mark. You have to get the mark to get the boils. So by the same token, when people say that, oh, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a time coming when all these bad things are going to happen to everybody, 
They are not looking at Revelation where it says the woman runs to the wilderness and there's a place prepared of Yah. And it says in Revelation 2 that this great tribulation will not fall upon you the time of temptation. For you shall be set apart to a different place and separated out for the greater exodus to come when Yahshua returns. Then we see Matthew 24, immediately after tribulation, then the sign of Yahshua Messiah, the Son of Man, coming in clouds with the angels, and then we're caught up in the air to meet him, and then we come back to the earth for the thousand-year reign. A lot of people think you die, go to heaven, the rapture comes, and you go up, and you play harps of gold and get robes of white and dance around the throne of Yah. That's not what's going to happen, folks. What's going to happen is Yahshua comes back. We're changed, 1 Corinthians 15, 52, in the moment of the blinking of an eye, the twinkling of an eye, and then we are changed, for we are like him, sinless flesh, and we're given robes of white, and we come back to the earth. And then they become the priests and kings over the kingdom of Yah underneath Yahshua Messiah, our king and Messiah, who will rule with a rod of iron upon the earth for a thousand years. And Satan will be chained in a pit during those thousand years so he cannot deceive the nations or tempt us anymore. And then at the end of the thousand-year reign, then Satan is released for a short period, as it says in Revelation, to deceive those who, who, who are willing to accept that deception for a short period of time. And then comes the final wrath, the pouring out of the fire of Yah upon the earth to renew the earth, and then there's a new heaven and a new earth. Then the last of the feast days come, the last great day, which is Judgment Day, when all people appear before the throne of Yah in heaven, before the throne of Yah comes down out of heaven, and we appear before him. And it says very clearly that all are judged, both great and small. Everybody's judged according to their works and whether they have the names in the books, the Book of Life, the Book of Remembrance, Malachi 3.16. So when we call on the name of Yahshua, and when we remember his memorial Shabbat of Pashach, Passover, on the Passover, we are actually celebrating the forgiveness of sins and the being set apart by calling on the name of Yah. We symbolically eat the bread and drink the wine, which is symbolically taking on the flesh and the blood of Mashiach. And he said we must eat symbolically this bread, this flesh, and drink symbolically this wine, this blood. In the Do it in remembrance of him that he poured out his flesh and his blood for salvation of all whosoever will. John 3.16 says, Whosoever calls on the name of Yah shall be saved. So we shall, we see it in Joel chapter 2 again. Whosoever calls on the name of Yah shall be saved. So when we call on the name of Yahshua for salvation, we ask for his Ruach HaKodesh to come into us, fill us with the spirit of Yah, so that we can walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And we learn through the sanctification, purification process to walk each foot, one step in front of the other, each doctrine 
setting the framework and groundwork of the truth of salvation in his name and bringing us out of the sinful flesh and into the newness of life so we can put the robe of white, which is the righteousness of the saved ones, as it says in Revelation. It says these robes of white are the righteousness of the saints or the set-apart people. And then in the last days, this final fulfillment of Pashach, where death and plagues cover the whole earth, we are spared from that. We are not raptured out away from it, but we are set apart away from it until we're reserved. That's why it says put oil in your lamps. That oil is the Ruach HaKodesh you must put in the lamp of your body through prayer and through supplication and through reading scriptures and through studying the truth so that you can be filled with the Ruach to be with the body in the wilderness, called out from the world, come out of Babylon, my people, Revelations 18.4, so that you can be purified and prepared to become the kings and priests of Yah underneath the holy Melech HaYashua HaMashiach. He is our Zadik Melech, righteous king, he is our Shalom Melech, peace king. He is our high priest and king sitting on the throne together. He fulfills the priesthood of the Aaronic priesthood in the priesthood of Melech Zadik, Melech Zadik of Melchizedek, the priesthood of Yahshua HaMashiach. There's only one Melech Zadik. There's only one kingly priest. Only one. Yeshua HaMashiach. He has called us to be his priests and king underneath him in the millennial kingdom. And when the eternal comes, when the new Yerushalayim comes down out of heaven with the throne of Yah, rests on the earth, then we shall ever be with Yah in the city of the new Yerushalayim forever. And Yah has a plan from there. He didn't create this whole universe that's expanding faster than the speed of light for nothing. He has a purpose, a will, and a plan for eternity. Now, you have to decide today, do you want to be part of the Pashach woman bride of Mashiach in the wilderness, or do you want to be part of the world? Do you want to receive what the world receives, or do you want to receive what Yah has for you and for the kingdom of Yah? If you want to receive Yahshua as Messiah and the blessings of Yah and his eternal purpose and his eternal will and the glorious eternal life that comes through knowing Yah the Father, then you need to pray and ask him, number one, forgive me of my sins, Yahshua HaMashiach. Forgive me, Almighty Yah. Cover me with the blood of Yahshua Messiah in the symbolically keeping of the Pashach. Let me be baptized by water, symbolically going to death as Yahshua did and rising up out of the death, cleansed by the water from sins, by the blood of Mashiach for remission of sins. And let me walk forth in the Ruach HaKodesh, calling on the name of Yahshua HaMashiach. Please write my name in the book of life and write my name in the book of remembrances so that when I call on your name or speak with others about your name, please write it down in your book of remembrance of all those who speak about, think about, talk about the name of Yah. In Yahshua's name I ask it. Now go forth and preach the good news. Be joyful. 
seek after the Ruach HaKodesh, be baptized by immersion, be baptized by the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and be filled with the power of Yah in your life and walk forth into the wilderness and get ready. Pack your bags. It's time to get ready. Too many people, when they keep their Peshach, they go through the long Haggadah service. They read it all in Hebrew. They don't really know what's going on. Instead of reading it in English and then saying a few words in Hebrew and interpreting it so everybody can understand. We come out of these plagues that did not affect us. We keep the Shabbat of Yah. We eat the Lamb who is our Messiah. with Symbolically eating His flesh, the Lamb flesh. Symbolically eating the bread. Symbolically drinking the blood, the wine of Peshach. And then we tell our children... There is a greater exodus coming, just like the first exodus, just like the second Passover fulfillment when Yahshua died for our sins. There is going to be a fifth seal broken in Revelation that says the blood of the set-apart ones who called on the name of Yahshua were murdered. And the blood cried out and said, How long, O faithful and true, before you shall avenge our blood upon the earth? And he said, Hold on until your fellow servants are wiped out by beheading as your, your servants of Yah had been done before. And then there is a remnant left behind, called out into the wilderness and sealed with the name of Yah on their forehead and called by each name of the 12 tribes of Israel, Yah. And they are set apart for the Pashach of Yah. Witnesses watching what's going on as Antimashiach is destroying the world and destroying mankind. And as the plagues are poured out on the earth, and as men receive marks in their right arm and forehead to buy and to sell, and then the two witnesses come forth, leading forth the 144,000 witnesses of the 12 tribes of Israel, and then Mashiach shall come. So are you getting ready? Are you packing your bags? Are you getting ready to go to the woods that Yah, and a place that Yah has prepared for us? Or are you following after the world? and what the world teaches, and what the world is trying to deceive you of the truth of Yah's name. That's why they go, oh, well, the name isn't important. Oh, it's not important if you keep Easter or Passover. Oh, it's not important if you're keeping Christmas or, or you're keeping the Feast of Tabernacles. Yes, it is. It's very important. Three times a year, Yah said, do not come empty before me. That's the three first fruits offerings of the Passover, the first, uh, and unleavened bread, when the barley's offered, uh, the Feast of Weeks, Shavuot, the 49 days and the 50th day, to the Feast of Weeks, when you have the offering of the wheat, and then you have the offering of the fruit-bearing trees and vines in the Feast of Tabernacles. And then you have that seventh feast, the last great day, that everybody calls the first fruits of feast, and then tries to lump the judgment day into the tabernacle feast. It isn't. Tabernacles is one feast. Last great day or judgment day is another feast of fasting on the eighth day assembly. When we, when we think about what we have done and we have considered the atonement of Yah and the tabernacle, then the tabernacle of Yah comes down out of heaven and then the judgment day comes and we all these seven feasts are become fulfilled in the fullness and in the purpose of the shadow of things to come. 
So the Passover has yet another fulfilling to come, as does the unleavened bread to get the sin out of your life after you're set apart in the wilderness to be purified for Yah, to become kings and priests. And then as the 50-day counting, again, the pouring out of the latter rain of the Holy Spirit as it happened in Acts chapter 2, which was a second fulfillment of the counting the Omar to the 50 days so that we could have the Roach come into our lives, into our beings. And then the atonement when Yahshua himself enters into the temple in heaven and sprinkles his blood again on the altar and says, it is finished. As he said on the Passover, it is finished. It is finished because he has atoned for us. He gives us robes of white. We're purified. And then the tabernacle of Yah comes down out of heaven and we live forever with Yah to complete his will and purpose. I hope this show has been a blessing to you and I hope that our preaching and teaching aligns perfectly with the scriptures as you read them and understand them. If you need a Bible that has the name of Yahuwah and Yahshua in it, you can stop by yahbible.org and it, down at the, uh, the pages there you can get the Yah Bible uh, that uses the name Yahuwah and the Yah, or Yah Bible that uses the name Yahweh and the Yahuwah Bible, which uses the name Yahuwah. And you can also get other good teachings and writings that you can share with other people like the Hebrew versions of Matthew and Shem Tob's Hebrew version of Matthew. And uh, there are other books. Uh, the Ordinary Supernatural Life, which talks about my life experience and my experience with Yahshua Messiah and Yahuwah Almighty and mighty miracles and signs and wonders that he gave me in my life, visions and prophecies. Recently, we just published the book of Daniel, which is encompassing the word of Yah as it was given to me in my modern life in this time to foretell what is about to happen, this Pashach experience that is a shadow of thing to come. The feast days are still yet to have another fulfillment in every single one of the seven feasts. Just like they were originally given to Moses and to the children of Israel, originally experienced starting with Passover and experience, and then the Passover, Messiah's death and burial and resurrection, and then the Passover to come when the plagues and the great tribulation is poured out on the whole earth, but we are passed over from it. It passes over us. It doesn't affect us because we have Yahshua Messiah. We have his blood on our doorposts of our heart. We're set apart in a place prepared in the wilderness by Yah. So when we see the Passover of Yah is yet to come, it has been, it was, and it shall be. It is, was, and shall be. And we shall remember these feast days forever. Because Yah said, you shall keep these feasts forever. So why not start with the Passover coming? Get some lamb, get some parsley, get some horseradish, get some unleavened bread. Uh, you know, the crackers, you can get matzah crackers, unleavened bread for Passover. And then you cook some lamb. You roast it according to the commandment. 
And you sit down and you have wine and lamb and the bitter herbs dipped in salt water. And you remember the Passover where we were once slaves in Egypt. We were once slaves to sin. And now we are delivered by Yahshua Messiah to be passed over for great tribulation. These are amazing, wonderful things that we are learning from the Spirit of Yah and from the Word of Yah in these days. So be ye filled with the Holy Spirit, be ye filled with the salvation of Yah, and let your light shine before men. Who cares if they mock you and persecute you for his namesake? Blessed are we, greater rewards we have in the eternal kingdom as a result of preaching and teaching in his name. Don't forget to stop by our website, yahspace.org, for our fellowship online, yahbible.org, and also my family history and genealogy website at merrickfoundation.org. You can go over there and you can see how this line of the Kamari and the Marai and the Marites of Levi were right along in line with the, the um, bloodline and DNA of Yahshua Messiah. He was both of Judah and Levi. And so there's a lot of interesting things. You can get the book, Kamar Disposni, at yahbible.org. It talks about how the merging of the Levitical priesthood of Aaron and the Judean kingship of David came together in Yahshua Messiah. And how my family line as a Levite of Marii has 70 generations back to Yahshua Messiah's grandfather, who was my great-grandfather 70 generations ago, Matthew. Okay? So these are interesting things that are happening. People are researching their DNA and finding out that they did inherit lies from their forefathers, that they weren't Christians, they weren't they were Jews. You were Hebrew Israelites that came, and there is a relative DNA by the seed of Abraham that has been passed down to you, both spiritually and both physically, for fulfillment of the prophecy in this day, when we shall inherit the land according to the promise of Yah, we shall inherit the land of New Jerusalem according to the promise of Yah for eternity. So may Yah bless you and keep you. Until next week, I'm Dr. Dan for Faith Radio. This radio broadcast depends on the contributions of viewers like you. We appreciate your tithes and offerings and the gifts of our supporters and listeners worldwide. Without your kind gifts and offerings, we cannot reach so many with the good news of Messiah's love and salvation. To give your gift online, you can click the PayPal button at thinkya.org. That's T-H-I-N-K-Y-A-H dot org. Or visit our social network at yahsspace.org. That's Y-A-H-S space dot org. Our goal is to continue to reach the world for Messiah, and your tax-deductible contributions are greatly appreciated and help keep this broadcast on the air.